0: Off track with Hinch and Rossi. I guess I'll do it this week. Hello and welcome to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi on a beautiful, terrible, awful Monday is, which is what we're recording today.
3: Are you in another hotel room? Yeah, dude. I, I don't still think in Kentucky. Like, no,
0: I'm in upstate New York. Why? I'm about to be in downstate New York tomorrow. Oh well, that's cooler than. I mean, they should. If upstate is upstate, it seems weird it's not true. to. Is there a mid state
2: like Utica? Would Utica be mid state?
0: I don't know. There's some funny like there's names
2: like, mm.
0: Utica, mm. Ithaca. Yeah, y- Yul- certainly y- up. Y- Yulips- is that a is that a place? Something like that. Probably. Why? New York. Like a Margaritaville, I assume. Wilkes Bar. Wilkes. Oh mm, yeah, it's, mm. don't like that airport. Um i'm not gonna lie you don't like (laughs) true (laughs) anyway uh hi guys no i'm i'm an upstate new york i think i can say this because i think it's being announced before this comes out but i'm doing an mx5 cup race at Watkins glen uh on the imsa weekend and so i'm up here testing my mx5 cup car that's pretty cool thanks (laughs) hey thanks for the invite you can absolutely come to Watkins Glen. You can come to Watkins Glen whenever no, you want. No,
3: I don't want to watch. I also want to
0: race MX5 Cup. I don't... Why you? you think I have the power to invite you to do it? I would like to do it. Are you paying to do it? No.
3: Exactly.
0: So then, yes. Well, no. I think your economics right. are wrong here. If I was paying for it, then yes. I would have some say. You saves are right, yeah. It's no, somebody I, else's money. Yes. But, like, I can make an introduction because... So here's the deal, guys. it's fine. So, no, no, I would love you to do... do, Well, I would love to do... I would love to race these with you because it looks like just the most amount of fun you can have in a race car. So um, Parker Kligerman did this last year. He raced at Road America. And so Mazda kind of have like a a celebrity car, a guest car that they have. Mazda. 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 And so so (laughs) I say that correctly, actually. Um, John Doonan, who used to be the head of Mazda Motorsports, uh, told me that even though Americans say Mazda and Canadians say Mazda, the Japanese say Mazda. So technically we're right. Anyway, I got invited to do this race because they've got this car that they do some races with. And so, yeah, guys, it's a weekend. I am going to do so have you my first. Yet? No. So I drive, to, I got here today. I drive tomorrow and the next day, uh, before heading to Road America. So I'm excited. It's going to be fun. Uh Walkins is a cool track, as you know. Um you've had some success here in the past. Uh and I last night last night? Yeah, last night Wickens and I jumped on the sim on iRacing just to like pound around to like practice, not practice, practice, but practice. And if it's anything like that in real life, it's just gonna be hilariously fun because those cars are hilariously fun on iRacing. So anyway. So, yes, returning to the racetrack, Watkins Glen, IMSA weekend in two weeks' time. You should come watch on your weekend off.
2: No, I'm not going to do that.
3: Um, <laughs> but, you know,
0: when,
2: when is that? Which, what's the date on that? You said two weeks? The twenty 23rd, like, 4th or
0: something. It's whatever the weekend after. I mean,
2: I'll be at Marco's.
0: Oh, it's insane That's to not knock that far of a drive. You
2: said the 23rd? Is that the, it's the
0: Friday, Saturday?
2: Oh, yeah, 23rd, 24th. Yeah. I mean, I'll be around.
0: Well, so I'll uh, go. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, I won't I'll tell have Marco. A car.
2: It'll be up to Marco.
0: I'll tell Marco that you're just doing a day trip <laughs> and bring a DD and make it Saturday because then I can have fun with you after my race. Um, yeah, so that's, that's where I am.
2: And then you and, should just come back down to Marco's yeah,
0: after. That actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That actually makes a fair amount of sense. I think, wait, yeah, I think so.
2: So you guys had the week off um Alex, you said you were going to get the boat out. How was that? It was good, man.
3: It was a beautiful day on Saturday. Um, went and saw some friends who left India and moved down to Bloomington. Um, I've never been to Bloomington like proper before. And it's a fun,
2: it's a fun little city.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: No, yeah. you didn't like it? it?
3: It was smaller than I thought it would be. Um, yeah. The city was fine. I thought the campus was sensational. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I had never seen... I Well, I haven't seen very many college campuses. I'm not going to lie to you guys. But like this one seemed pretty legit and, and very nice. So, shout out to um, all you IU people who listen to this podcast. I know there's a big rivalry between IU and Purdue. But from where I sit, which is, quite frankly, nowhere important, I think IU is awesome. So, yeah, that was pretty much my weekend. And... Here we are on a Monday. I go to New York, downstate New York tomorrow.
0: What are you doing We're downstate?
3: Tag Hoyer event. Oh.
0: I have never
2: confidently pronounced Tag Hoyer, Hoyer hour. Tag Hey, you
3: are. Hey, you are. Yeah.
2: I've just, it's, it's she- like, tag. it joins an embarrassingly long list of words that I don't confidently say.
3: Well, it's Hoyer. Okay. Um,
0: I'll and take your word for I, it. Is I struggled with I Hermes for a long time. I would yeah. see that written. I'm like, I don't know how to say that. It took me a lot to
3: pronounce, yeah. you know, Louis
0: Vuitton. <laughs> uh, um, it's Vuitton, uh, but okay. I, uh, I've heard
2: enough different pronunciations of Palau, Paloo, Palau to not no, it's, know what that is.
0: It rhymes with below. It's below Palo, like okay. below. Yeah. Right. It's, it, it's written like Palau. It should be Palau. I've heard uh, written I've like heard Yeah, I've heard a lot of... Yeah, the, yeah. it's actually it's true. It's like, yeah, you're
3: um, so yes anyway so that is my Tuesday Wednesday and then yes heading up to Road America on Thursday oh I tested there last week um, oh yeah how'd that go which was awesome
0: because so they repaved it right
3: um, first of all Road America is awesome anyways yes. but they repaved it and James I think you remember when they repaved Watkins Glen you remember when they repaved Barber and it's just like so it's just bad fast now it's, it's just it's bad like obnoxiously fast, fast. It's incredibly quick. I don't know if it will. I don't know if it'll race better. Like, that's kind of the conundrum with that, Laguna, right? Like, that usually makes it
0: worse, right? There's when so you,
3: much grip now that it's kind of like, oh, you can do whatever you want and get away with it.
0: Yeah. Although, and didn't I heard who was I talking to? I was talking to someone else that tested there, and they were like, yeah, it's really slippery offline. So, like, if you try to make a big lunge on the inside of five or something, it might actually not go particularly well. So just no passing. Cool. Mm, that's I, the concern. But How do you know. people
3: in testing know offline is slippery?
0: What, maybe they came out of a, like a car up that was on an outlap or something. They okay. came up on a car and tried to, yeah, you know, I don't I, know.
3: Because I have not explored that
0: quite yet. <clears throat> right. Because online, but it's grippy as It's like, what, two, three seconds faster?
3: Hmm. No, it's four three, four second seconds on blacks, then pull on reds, then pull. Well, <laughs> I did it on blacks, but that was a bit weird.
0: Oh right, but still, um, reds will yeah, be Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So carousel flat, allegedly. Okay, so okay. almost. Well, that's like, but that's like how it used to be, right? Like that's just going back to what no, it was it'll, like it'll, when we had it'll, big downforce.
3: It'll most certainly be flat, but that's a red only
0: type. Yeah, yeah, red and qualifying kind of thing. Yeah
3: but like 13 easy flat, obviously seven's easy flat. Um, Oh yeah. It's, it's dumb. Like how nice Canada corner is now. Right. Um, 14 is amazing. Like one's still pretty slippery, but then like even six is easy now. So like, I don't know. It's, it's pretty cool. You're missing out. I honestly, I feel bad saying that, but like, it was pretty awesome
0: <laughs> that is that is one place i miss every time because it's just the best place to go drive race cars and now yeah. it's just even more fun yeah um but yeah you're i wonder what it's uh, i wonder what that's gonna do to the racing yeah i don't know because i assume it's, that like normally when there's a lot of grip and it's a new pavement like that tires actually hold on really well like it, they don't dig a lot which is kind of what we always talk about you want for a good yeah, race. yeah
3: i mean i'm gonna be honest with you we were not on the correct tire But also people were doing their best lap on like lap 21. So I don't know.
2: (laughs) All right. Wow. And now, hypothetically speaking, if we were to uh, maybe want to watch this,
0: where and when could we? Uh, You can watch it uh, on USA Network this weekend. We are not on NBC.
3: I recorded a podcast Um, today saying that it was definitely on NBC at like noon. So that's my... It's all right.
0: We don't care about other
2: podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) and everybody that listens to off track doesn't listen to any other podcasts our audience just listens to this
0: so guys this uh we're on the stretch now where we're not on nbc so we have only three weekends all year where we're not on nbc and it is the next three weekends so we are on usa or when toronto we're on peacock exclusively um so yes so make sure you tune in to that um i that's gonna be interesting i'm very excited uh, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried now because yep. I mean it'll be f- it'll be fine.
3: IndyCar always has a way to make racing interesting, so it'll be it'll be fine. I think the the big storyline going into the weekend also is Ryan Hunter-Reay, good friend, yacht owner extraordinaire, mm-hmm. father of beautiful blonde children, mm-hmm. and whatever is back in an IndyCar. He is. Which he is. is-
0: back bitter sweet in, for in us the number 20
3: friends of connor but yeah bitter and sweet so i don't know yeah i'm <laughs> glad ryan got the opportunity for sure
2: yes
0: I'm, i mean i'm also
2: glad indycar kept up its tendency to announce major news immediately after we record an episode to just make sure we couldn't <laughs> cover it last week
0: <laughs> yeah so obviously <laughs> you no know, plan yeah. yes New, i, I know bro, that it's intentional well i mean to be fair this is not indycar this was Ed carpenter racing in this particular example
2: i assume it's all a conspiracy
0: that's fair um yeah obviously news came out about connor uh no longer continuing in the number 20 and you know a lot of look there's a lot of opinions there's a lot of speculation there's a lot of whatever at the end of the day it it is what it is it's between connor and uh and the team um and Connor
2: made an announcement today about his next racing thing, right? With uh, the That's correct.
0: So he's going to be in the, the Nitro Rally Cross uh, Travis Pistrana series, which is going to be awesome. I'm which very I jealous so about I, that.
3: I took the, um, the trip out there for their summit uh, a couple yeah. months ago after Barbara went out there with Connor. Um, very impressive what they have going on. You know, it's obviously Travis's brainchild of trying to merge together. What you used to be, you know, GRC Global Rally Cross and um, Nitro Circus, Nitro Circus, yeah. And he does things. His 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 focus to to the like small details of making sure things are not only a competition but they're a performance. And then you bring in the backing from a Dana White, and like he's got he's got all of the ingredients. Like it's it's very very cool. Kind of their their idea and what they're trying to accomplish. Um, it's obviously a challenge, you know, selling motorsports as we all are all too familiar with. It's a daunting task these days, but I think that a, if anyone's going to do it, Travis Pastrana is probably towards the top of the list and B it's just a, it's a really cool concept. So I'm, I'm pumped for Travis. Obviously I'm pumped for Connor. Cause it's like, it's not, this isn't no offense to SRX in any way, shape or form, But this isn't like an exhibition. Like this is an actual championship with actual teams and manufacturers, right? With real rules
0: and stuff like that. Yes. Uh, Yeah. SRX is a a one-make series with rules designed around television. Basically, it's an entertainment property first and foremost. Where this is, yeah, a little more kind of pure racing and stuff. Uh, So it's awesome. I. When is the race that Connor's doing?
3: I don't know the one that Connor's doing. Uh, The season starts in August. So. Okay
0: um yeah no that's that's right is he doing the is he doing I do the first
3: no. okay. i have not seen my phone today i haven't read any news i honestly didn't even know he was doing it i knew he was talking about doing it but yeah didn't know it was confirmed
0: copy um uh, well, yeah so happy did that go? and um and then yeah like you say i mean ed gave ryan the call up to uh to jump in that car and, and see if you know he can use his Decades and decades and borderline decades eccentric. of experience driving Indy cars, sort um, of try to put the finger on you know maybe what what the issue is over there because there's no doubt they've taken a step back performance wise and, and the team I think is very very keen to figure out you know where those deficiencies are. So yeah, it'll be good to see Ryan back. Um, we hope that Connor finds something else in the Indy car world ASAP because he's a absolute. Fan favorite. I mean, I don't know how much you were paying attention to this. No, dude, I don't know how much you're paying attention to this at the 500 intros. Like Tony always gets the biggest crowd, and and for sure he got the biggest cheer this time. Connor was a close second. Like, like the speedway shows up for Connor Daly, so hopefully that all that all sorts itself out soon.
2: Can we talk about my new favorite thing in racing? Depends what it is the Garage 56 NASCAR entry into Le Mans.
0: In the
3: Le Mans, he says? Le Mans, sorry. That's the most American thing ever. Le Mans Mans would have been
2: the most American thing. Why is it your
3: favorite, Tim? Please tell me. I don't
2: know. All the memes were so good. That's why it's your favorite? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to watch all 24 hours. Yeah, just seeing a stock car with 750 horsepower flying by Ferraris while they're blasting Freebird. It was the most American (laughs) thing I've ever seen. (laughs) <laughs> I loved it. I take uh, it you don't agree, Alex.
3: No, I. <laughs> I wouldn't say the it's, reason, that's not the favorite reason thing why it's motorsports. Cool. Like <laughs> yeah. a, that's not my favorite thing in motorsports, and B, that is not the reason why it's cool. Um, Just disagree
2: Okay, I'm a bit of a motorsport expert, Alex. Okay. Mm. Did, mm-hmm. I know did, the Le Mans.
3: Um, did do you know any of the history of like what Garage 56 I is? I had no.
2: I did a deep dive on it yesterday because I was wondering what the term. To- term came from i had no idea that garage 56 existed before this so i think that's really cool do you i mean that's a,
3: that's a better reason to let's, think it's cool. let's dive yeah. into
2: that let's talk about some of the previous garage 56 entries
3: no i no no we don't need to do that i think we should touch on Lama. i think that yes it was a it was a very cool display of american um well noise first of all but then also i don't want to say ingenuity but that's kind of the closest word I can think of to take a cup car base and take it to Le Mans and compete against, you know, purpose-built GT cars in an actual competitive way. I think that's, that's very interesting. Um Quite frankly though, I, th- it was one of those things kind of like, bless his heart when Fernando or Jimmy came to IndyCar, it was like, man, I don't need to see it every four minutes of the coverage. Like I get it. Yeah. I get yeah I get it. That's fair. It's great. Um but I think that you know this year was arguably what was way cooler was this was Ferrari's first time back at Le Mans in 50 years, was it? I think it was more than that. More than that? Maybe it was 60? 50 to 60 years, let's say. Okay. Was it since their last in the top protos- class?
0: Yeah. Or is right. it for, since their lap- last win or yeah I forget the I forget the stats, but yes, it's something insane like that.
3: They they have taken a very large leave of absence. Yes, from the like top a half class century, of, yeah, r- of prototype racing at Le Mans,
2: and they um, came almost back. an almost a Ryan Hunter Ray career almost way. almost. So they're knocking Off. on the door, yes, yeah.
3: And they came back and against what has been the most stacked premier class in Le Mans history in quite some time in terms of manufacturers with Toyota, Porsche, Cadillac. Glickenhaus, Alpine, uh, Ferrari, what? Alpine, Alpine, etc. Right? It's like fifteen cars. Past. Like they went
0: from like four to six cars to fifteen cars.
3: A period of time there was two of them. So right. So came in in what is the most competitive era with the new rule changes and 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 the new regs and everything. And despite like intense pressure from Toyota, like it wasn't that they just ran away with it because Toyota had problems. Toyota was really pushing every, like- all of the equipment was being pushed to the limit and and Ferrari came out on top in a pretty dominant fashion and i think that that is just a very very cool story you know it's it's a brand that should be synonymous with a motorsports but b success in motorsports formula 1 has not been very kind to them as of late and so for them to return as ferrari and as the 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 legacy brand that they are and to have the success in the 100th running of le Mans, it's very, very cool. I thought that was a much more interesting story than some bald eagle, fire spitting, cup car running around, but
0: whatever. It would be difficult for me to agree less. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I couldn't agree more on the other hand. And it's, it's so cool. I just love that Ferrari made a prototype again. Like I remember the old 333 SP and that was like one of my favorite prototypes from that era of, of you know endurance racing. Um, I always talk to Max Pappas like, about it because he got cool, to drive how it. How cool
3: is it that that thing was the actually like the also the best looking prototype by a country mile?
0: Yeah, it is very attractive. I think the, I think the Caddy's pretty sick looking too, but um, but the Ferrari is is beautiful. Um, I like I like there was so many jokes made. It was like the easiest joke in the world to make. It's like, oh, so your strategist can't do a ninety minute race, but you can do a twenty four hour race without. F- it up cool well like it's very different like it's very very different
3: it's way easier to recover from your mistakes (laughs) over 24 hours
0: dude did you like watch the end when the thing didn't start after its last pit stop for a little minute there yeah man i would because like you say you say like toyota had them under pressure toyota was two and a half minutes behind when they came in for their last stop okay over 24 hours two and a half minutes behind which is less than a lap yeah but they were like
3: 18 seconds behind like a couple hours prior to that, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, deploy, right. even
0: with half an hour to go, yes, they yep. were less than a, they were two minutes behind, two and a half minutes behind. Car comes in for its last fuel stop, does not refire, and we all remember. I think it was 2016 Toyota. when Toyota, on the last lap, had some sensor failure and lost the race. And, I, and the cameras go over the, the guys in the Toyota garage and they're all like, oh, oh, oh. And, they're, and all the Ferrari guys are very calm. Like, no, no, we're just going to we're gonna power cycle the car. This happened a couple times Sir, earlier in the have day. you tried
3: turning it off and turning
0: it back <laughs> on again? <laughs> exactly. It's the most sophisticated race cars on the planet. And the good old fashioned unplug it and plug it back in is still the hot ticket to fix problems. And it started up and drove away. But yeah, oh, man. when that moment, I was like, no no that's both,
2: that's both reassuring and terrifying that that even at that level that that's the solution it's like yeah we're just gonna you know hope it works this time
0: it's electronics man they're just
3: <laughs> i mean tim you've heard you've heard i'm sure listening to as many indycar radios as you as you have you know quite often they tell us to power cycle an indycar same <laughs> like
0: it happens hello yeah, hello every couple
3: weekends
2: yeah. yeah, I believe it's well, Palou. I think we've covered this already. Uh, it's Palau. I thought I said clearly <laughs> earlier.
3: Um, so yeah, yeah And no. then what else? Shout out to Scott Dixon who finished fourth at Le Mans, mm-hmm. and um, they they had to overcome a lot of adversity. Uh, I will did. say the the yellow flag rules there are really dumb. They're yeah quite possibly the dumbest.
0: They're very and, complicated and very cumbersome.
3: And also not at all interesting, which for the, the sporting side of you, especially if you're the leader, you're like, yeah, that's how they should be. But for everyone else who wants to watch an exciting race to the finish and everyone that's not leading, like take for example, Daytona, right? The 24 hours of Daytona, also 24 hour race. Also there's points in the race where guys are leading by a minute, two minutes, a lap, whatever. Right. But always, you know, even when you get to like under an hour left, you know, there's going to be a yellow. And so you know that if you're on the lead lap, right? I mean, I've been a part of strategy meetings for some of the best endurance teams on the planet and their entire strategy meeting is we don't really care what happens for the first 22 hours. All we want you to do is stay on the lead lap, right? You could be 65 seconds behind. does not matter because they know a yellow is going to come and everything's going to get reset and you're back in the race. it? Le Mans, right? It doesn't matter what happens, what yellow comes, even really right from the beginning, it's never reset and it's just it's I don't know, it's frustrating. I don't I don't like it. I guess it's cuz the course length is so long which kind of For makes sure. sense.
0: Like they used to have three different
3: or oh no, I was a part of it when there was three different ones.
0: Yeah, three different safety cars. There's a whole thing and
3: And now they've just adopted kind of a virtual safety car thing but also they still have multiple safety cars and it's just yeah annoying. i don't i don't like it because i, re- I would have loved to see because there was an lmp2 car that crashed and it didn't have to go full course it was only local but i was like oh hell yeah we're gonna get a fight to the finish and it was like no, throw no,
0: the no. yellow mm. yeah yeah i i feel like european motorsports does not put the emphasis on finishing under green that uh and like exciting racing that American Motorsports does, rightly or wrongly. But no, it was, yeah, it was good for Ferrari to, to get that. I'm happy for all the Tifosi to have something to cheer for because it's probably gonna be a while before they win an F1 again, still. Fair. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's gonna be a shortage of welders. VR
1: training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career.
0: The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they
1: need. Explore more stories like Alex's at Meta.com/slash Metaverse Impact. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash.
2: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing.
1: 21 plus only must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
0: F1 go to Montreal this weekend. Did you ever race at that track? I did. In BMW or? In BMW, yeah. Yeah. I love that track. I really, really want to go back there with IndyCar. I think it would be awesome.
3: I mean, did you love the track or did you love the event? yes. Like, the track's not that interesting. It's a bunch of 2nd gear chicanes.
0: Yeah, but they are cool chicanes. Like, yeah, but if that will... track was in, no offense, was in the middle of Ohio, mm-hmm. you'd be like, eh. I see your point, and there's some validity to it. Yes, Montreal is a cool city, and Montrealers get behind the, the races. Of the isn't...
3: track, and, like, on the water, kind of...
0: I mean, forest. that almost makes it annoying, because it's hard to get around, and traffic's yep, a nightmare and all that driving stuff, around it's cool it's picturesque, yeah but i like that it's it's like a road course but has walls all the way around i guess i think that part i find kind of cool it's kind of old school in that sense hmm. it's like a walk glen that it's like a road course but almost races like a street course because any mistake you're basically finding the barriers and yeah and the chicanes were but like I, cool I mean, because yeah, you could guess, as a no. driver you could make a difference right like you could like be brave lot. enough to yeah 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 mm-hmm. It was kind of like that. Anyway, and you're right. The city is cool and they would get behind it. So it would make a good event. But I would just love to see IndyCar go back there at some point. So I want to just touch on something that's not exactly racing related and is kind of very sad. Um, a member of the racing family of the IndyCar family, um, guy called Eric Crabtree, works for Team Penske. He's fueler on Will's car. Uh, very unexpectedly lost his wife, young guy, and, uh, just absolutely tragic situation. And a GoFundMe was started for, you know, all whatever expenses are coming his way. There will be lots, obviously, uh, loss of income as much as you hate to even have a conversation like that. It's part of this situation. And a member of the team, Ben Bretzman, who's Scotty Max engineer, started a GoFundMe account. And a bunch of the drivers jumped on to share that on Twitter, and it really brought out a lot of great people helping out. We've seen the racing community rally behind people that have had things happen to them and um, whether it's medical bills or house fires or whatever it is, uh, and, and the whole community, you know, people involved in the sport, fans of the sport, whatever, have stepped up in a big way in the past and, you know, was put out there that if anybody was, was willing and able to help out Eric and, and his family and everything that he's going through, cool. So a bunch of the drivers retweeted it to help spread the word. And again, overwhelmingly great support. The target was met in less than 24 hours, all that stuff. But some of the comments, I don't know if you got this because I know you retweeted it too, Alex. I don't know if you got any of the comments from these like absolute dingbats that were thing. Like one guy literally said, because I put out a tweet saying like, hey, a crew guy from Will Power's team. You know, so one guy literally replied, I stopped reading after Will Power. So it's like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. Your your fandom or lack of fandom for a particular driver means you just get to be a raging asshole to somebody that's going through like the most unimaginably devastating thing that can happen to them. Like, what the? What are you doing? Like, what has motivated you to? I'm not saying you should donate money. I'm not saying like you do whatever you want to do, man. This was just an awareness tweet, right? Yeah. No one's expecting anyone to do anything. But to just be like, oh, yeah, I stopped reading because it said willpower. I'm a big Scott Dixon. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, he didn't say who he was a fan of, but he's obviously not a fan of willpower. And like that was it. I'm like, don't don't respond to that. Don't put that out into the world. Nobody needs to read that. All that comes from that is people now hate you. Right. I just don't understand. So, and there you know. were, and there was others, man. Like there was a, a couple that are just just out of control. Oh, Mr. Penske's got tons of money. Why does he just pay for everything? Maybe he will, man. Maybe he will. We have just giving you the opportunity to hear a story. And if you felt like helping out someone that's fallen on a hard time, cool. Like you yeah. don't have to voice it a negative opinion in that case when it's this kind of situation. So like, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that even if you couldn't donate, like just support of the cause, keep Eric and his family and your thoughts and everything. But for the people that decided to take that opportunity to be a dickhead, like get Ben, you suck. Yeah. Um, did you get anything like that on yours,
3: Alex? I do. I don't know. I don't pay enough attention. Um, but no, I think I would have noticed that. Fair. I would have noticed that.
0: So. And very possibly would have clapped back.
3: <laughs> Depends that's, on the mood you got me in.
0: Yeah, fair. Fair. Yeah. yeah. That's that's pretty
2: much just the worst possible response you can have to that.
0: It's just no, just no need for it. Mm. You don't know. Um, so I've been doing a lot of traveling the last little while, uh, as you may have noticed,
3: because June 11th, 50 flights.
0: Yeah. I've, I've been on my, well now my 51st, that was, I hadn't had my connection yet. So yeah, I've now been on 51 flights so far in this calendar year, which is a devastating amount of planes to have been on. But I had, I've had two really experiences recently when I was trying to fly up. So I went and visited Becky up in Ottawa. Uh, she's filming a movie and I was at an event, the one where I was recording the last thing in Louisville, my flight to Ottawa was very complicated because of uh, some issues in LaGuardia ended up getting, you know, it was, it was a trip that should have taken about like eight hours door to door. And it was like 24 hours door to door by the time it was all said and done long day, but these things happen. I'm like, you know what? I travel a lot, so I can't be that mad if one out of 50 flights either something like this happens. Right. But as a result of that, kerfuffle I had to uh spend the night in Toronto and then fly first thing in the morning up to auto. and so I'm on like a seven o'clock flight something like that
3: that's not remotely and, first thing in the morning but
0: okay so well it was the first one I could get out maybe it was a six o'clock I don't know it was early it was it meant that anybody on that plane was probably their alarm went off probably it's something that started with a four right and so yeah fair y- you're on the plane and there's just, like, the unspoken rule, all right? Again, we're going back to our travel podcast roots here. There's the unspoken rule. If it's a flight that's before, like, 9 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And everyone else has their window shades down. What are you doing as the only person on the plane with the shade up? What are yeah. you doing?
2: Now, fully with you, I, I will say, like, when, when do you think the cutoff? You say 9 Nine I would say that
0: because you got to work backwards, right? When did you have to wake up yeah. to make a nine o'clock flight, right? Like at nine o'clock, everybody should be awake. I get that. But like maybe people had an early, you don't know how far away they live from the airport. You don't know if they came with three kids and had to get to the airport extra. You don't know their due. Nine o'clock, you're probably, you know, you're in the sixes. So let's yeah. just, if it's before nine o'clock, just close the windows, man. And like I, when every other person on the plane has done it, I who do, do you feel think like you are? It's,
2: it's become even more of a practice now where, even later in the day, nobody opens windows. Which, no, you guys disagree. I, know, I feel like I don't, I don't, don't know that, that a pr-
3: I, don't know, I don't know if there's a problem with that because, like that, I'm that, not saying
2: there is. I'm, I'm just like glare, it's glare on, on screens.
3: Computer. I understand yeah. why people keep them closed in the day.
2: Yeah. Yes, I completely
3: agree. I get yeah, that. I'm, I I honestly don't understand an argument other than taking off and landing for having your window exactly. open. Yeah, I don't get yeah. it. Like why? I So agree. you can look at either blue sky or clouds. Like what? The- oh, clouds! <laughs> oh my God, never seen that. When before. When do you think
2: that changed though? Because it used to. I feel like when I was a kid, it was always like everybody had their windows open during the day, and you would you'd look out and you would see the clouds. Was it when they put the TVs on
0: the back of chairs? No, yeah, I think I think Alex's screen glare thing. You yeah. know, fo- phones can now play yeah. movies. Your screens on the on the yeah, back you don't, of the chairs. You don't need play to find stuff, entertainment
3: so. in books, magazines, or outside. Yeah. yeah. It's a digital display now
0: and there's and there's clearly like a time now that I think about it, there's clearly a time where they like leave after which they leave the cabin lights on, right, because right. on early morning flights they turn when off. you take off they turn the lights off still, and that jackass's window brightens the plane even more, yeah, but after a certain time, the lights are just on, so you can close all the windows and it still feels like day and it's fine, but when the lights no, it are on oh, it like, is gosh, the worst
3: what? type of person it is
0: yeah. a, a
3: very small peepee. <laughs> yes
2: it's it's you would someone just, that you like, would assume they would close the window so they don't get glare on their phone when they're tweeting about not liking willpower you would think right that it You was. would assume <laughs> they would
3: want as little light as possible so that people can see their small peepee.
0: right you would assume they wouldn't want the glare off their phone as they watch videos of people kicking dogs you know yes. uh yes. so it's just it's bizarre yes I don't uh, I don't like that at all. No, um, I'm with
2: you. I don't think there's any controversy here. I think everybody's with you on this except for that
0: one person. There's always one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I guess the, yeah.
2: only, the only time I would ever want it open during the day is yeah, maybe right before landing. Because I kind of sure. like seeing
0: where I am coming yeah. in at it. Take off and landing, 100%. Yeah. Take off and landing totally get it. One of the so joys then, of flying. So then today I had to fly to walk-ins and I had a connection in Chicago mm. and so we taxi out on the runway, tight connection, taxi out on the runway. And it's this typical thing. You you guys know this. You're out on the runway, everything's good. You're starting to go. And then all of a sudden the plane stops. And you're kind of sitting there for a second. And then you just hear, mm. I'm like, no. And as soon as you say it, the captain comes on. Hey, everybody ground hold in Chicago, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Oh no. Oh no. And like, Alex, you know, Watkins is one of the toughest tracks to get to. There's nothing close to it. You have to fly into obscure airports in the middle of nowhere. There's very few options if you miss your connection to still get to Watkins Glen. So I was sitting there. I'm just like, this isn't happening. This isn't happening. It was happening. So they finally are like, okay, we they're back up. We've got a window. Long story short, I was going to be landing with like 10 minutes to my takeoff time for the next flight. Now, normally they close the door after 10, like with 10 to go, right? So I was like, okay, they must know like there's been a hole, there's probably other planes that were late, like I'm sure 10 minutes, maybe they don't, maybe I'll be okay. But I was panicked a little bit, you know, and I was sitting back there and we land, taxi's not too long, which is nice at O'Hare, you never know. And then The seatbelt sign turns off. Everybody stands up. They didn't make an announcement, one of those announcements, like, hey, there's some people with tight connections. If you you don't have one, do you mind sitting down? They didn't give us one of those. And so I'm standing there. I've got all my stuff. I'm waiting. I have not had to wait for the door on an airplane to open longer ever in my entire life. And I'm like, come on, man. What are you doing? And it's not like it was in the same terminal. You know, it wasn't the same concourse. And because I was traveling with all my race gear, right? But I cannot fit a helmet in a normal like hard case carry-on bag. So I've got a weekender bag. So I'm not on wheels here. And then so I've got all my race gear jammed into this weekender, which means I've got all my clothes and everything else in my backpack, which actually has to go on my back. Normally you just like hook it around your carry-on and you drag it, right? So I've done sprints through the airport plenty of time and it's not that big a deal because you're rolling all the weight. Well, today I was carrying all the weight and Alex, I got to tell you, man, you know, I like running, right? I run a lot. I have never felt like a more out of shape piece of than running through the airport with 25 pounds on my back and 25 pounds in my hand, alternating left and right, trying to sprint to this stupid gate. It was like the, when I got there, man, my chest was burning. It was the worst feeling I've had in a long time.
3: Two things. One, yeah. now you know how Tim feels. Two, it's because I haven't seen at the gym <gasps> since August.
0: <laughs>
2: I'm every day. Game? I'm running more now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I run I ran seven miles yesterday. Probably I would have been a nine.
3: Lot. Probably would have been nine if you hadn't struggled so much.
0: Man, it was I just I have a new appreciation for wheeled luggage. Yes.
3: That is that is fair.
0: Um And I get it.
3: And quite frankly, I uh, ran from the airport to my airplane um, because I forgot something. Sorry, from my airplane back to the airport. And I had to stop. And it was, uh, I wasn't (laughs) carrying anything. And it was probably two tenths of a mile. And I was like, you know what? I don't run. What am I doing?
0: (laughs) What am I doing? This is stupid. I'm going to walk. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can go at your own pace when you're the pilot. That mm. is an advantage that you have. Yeah. The other, the, the thing that was funny, though, is there was like three or four of us that clearly had tight connections. So we all get out of the jet bridge, the jetway about the same time. And we all start sprinting. And so at first I'm like third in line and we're sprinting. And then slowly one of them starts slowing down and then just stops. And then you get a little, you get a couple more gates down. And then the other one just slows down and starts, goes into a brisk walk instead. And you're like, Oh, this is the worst, man. And you're like throwing the, the hand luggage back and forth between hands to like not, cause you're, cause you got to hold it like out here. Right. Yeah. It's and like everyone doing else.
3: Everyone other, else here passing is like, what a loser this guy is didn't plan appropriately. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Yeah. They all assume you just showed up late or something. Oh, man. It was. And then you sit down. Finally, you're out of breath. You're sweating. Uh, and, and then the person next to me was like hacking up a lung the entire flight. And I was like, I'm breathing in extra heavy right now. And you're expulsing. Ex- 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Expelling. Uh, Expelling. A lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, a lot of just things I don't want in my vicinity. And it was just it wasn't a great morning. It wasn't a great morning. But you made uh, it. But we survived, but we, we made, made it. it. And you get to drive a race fit. car tomorrow. I get to drive a race
3: car tomorrow. And all is good. Um, well, this went on for one minute longer than I wanted it to. So um, thank you all for listening uh, yes. to uh, another episode. Hopefully next week is a little bit more interesting when we have actually racing to talk about. We could have spent James's 40 minutes. fitness and Le Mans.
2: We could have spent um, 40 minutes talking about Garage 56 NASCAR entry at mm. Le Mans. Mm. But no.
1: But I'm it sure is. glad we didn't. Mm. And we'll see you next <sighs> you week. Good luck this America weekend, Alex. Enough. Yeah,
0: thanks. Good luck this weekend. Go kick some ass. See you up there. Okay, bye. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the XM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Track on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us on Twitter individually, I'm at Hinchtown, he's Alexander Rossi, and if you want to follow Fim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Follow us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. Our track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Tim.
2: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So